And the person interviewing me wrote those words down, looked up from his piece of paper and said to me, so do you think we're going to like that? Yeah, I, I do what I do today, Kathy, because of a fourth grade field trip. No credit to me, just me fumbling along with what I knew at the time and the dog being very forgiving of my mistakes. So I just had a birthday. And, you know, in the last couple of years, once I crossed the big five zero, I came to a realization With a good wind in the sails, all things considered, my good health continues, I'm about halfway down the ride. It's kind of a weird thought. And it comes up for me because I experienced a loss this past weekend. My Uncle Billy. He and his wife were friends with my parents before I was born, so they were around literally from my birth, like another set of parents to me. And I had had a really great visit with him when I was back in Philadelphia in March, a visit that had some interesting experiences around the veil being really thin, his view into whatever's next being pretty clear. But my mom had called me Friday afternoon and left me a voicemail. I didn't get a chance to listen to it. And so I called her Saturday morning and she told me that Uncle Billy had died. But I already knew. I had a dream about him on Friday night. So strange, out of the blue, he was in my dream just waving at me. Now, I don't know what happens after we go. There's plenty of stories. There are plenty of books. But there's something about this idea of time, about the elasticity of it, and about that space between here and whatever is next and what that looks like. And so that, dear listeners is where we go this week. But don't worry, lest you think this is going to be a heavy episode, never fear. I intersperse the points of seriousness with an amusing story about a yoga class. So grab your yoga mat. I'm Kathy Brooks, and this is Talk Unleashed. So I got some sad news. Yesterday, my uncle passed away. He was in his early 90s. He and my Aunt Cookie, not blood relatives, just they were very, very close with my parents. It was four couples when I was growing up, and they did everything together. So Cookie and Billy really were kind of like another set of parents to me. When I was in Philadelphia back in March for a hockey game, I got a chance to go visit with Cookie and Billy at the Uh, place where they're living, the assisted care facility where they're living. And at the time, Billy wasn't really able to speak. Um, But we had a really beautiful, connected time together. Really beautiful, connected time. I sat with him in his room, and he looked right at me. He knew exactly who I was. He said my name several times, and I told him stories about my dogs and about my travels. And he nodded, and he was very present with me. He asked for my mom. He asked for my family. And every now and again, as we were sitting, he would just kind of doze a little bit. And he'd open his eyes, and he'd look over my shoulder behind me. And so I I turned the first time he did it to see what was behind me, and there was nothing, just a closet door and a blank wall. But he was looking at something. He was really looking at something. I spent about an hour with him. So I left and stepped into the hallway, and there was music playing. 
And I looked down the hallway and there was a big, great room with a bunch of the residents sitting around and a young man playing guitar, singing them a song. We were sailing along on Moonlight Bay. And I stopped in my tracks. My father used to sing that song all the time. My father was never not humming or whistling or singing. Always, 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 no matter what he was doing, puttering around a room, doing some chores around the house, he was always humming or singing. And that was his go-to song. Now, of all of the songs that this young man could have been singing to this particular generation of individuals, he picked that one. And as I stood there listening, I felt all the hair go up on my arms, and I realized my dad had been there. That's what Billy was looking at. That's what Billy saw. That experience with Billy reminded me of when my stepfather, Saul, was ill and passed away back in 2012. I was living in San Francisco at the time, and I got a call that Saul wasn't well. He was in the hospital, and it was likely the end, and he had asked for me. So I got on a plane, and I went. And he was in and out. He recognized me, and he said hello to me, and I held his hand. And we spent the week rotating amongst us to spend overnights in the day with him so he was never alone. And he was agitated during much of the week, trying to tell us something and trying to communicate with us. And there was one day, it was a particularly stressful day, and I turned to my mom and I said, you know, I, I want to get a little bit of air. I want to go to a yoga class. She said, you know what, go ahead. And I was late getting out of the hospital and I was late going to the class and I was rushing and I was frustrated and I was agitated pull into the parking lot at the yoga place and I'm just, I'm in a lather and it's hot and it's humid and I'm anxious and I'm angry and I'm frustrated and I get out of the car and I go to the trunk and I flip the trunk open to grab my stuff. Now my car at the time was a Mustang convertible and the trunk, when you open the trunk, it opened like on a hydraulic and it stayed open. That's not the same thing as my mother's Lexus. I flipped that trunk open reached into the trunk to grab my stuff just in time for that spring of the trunk to whip that trunk door right down and thunk me in the top of the head. It hit me pretty hard. I staggered back a couple of steps. It bounced up again and came to a rest. And I grabbed my stuff out of the trunk of the car, slammed the trunk closed, and go barreling into the lobby of the yoga place. Once through the door into the serene lobby of the yoga studio, I'm met by the shocked faces of the three people behind the counter. And they're looking at me and they said, do we need to call the police? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm about to get arrested in the lobby of a yoga studio. And I looked at them and shook my head and I said, no, no, I'm sorry to be a disruption. I'm just late for class. And they said, were you assaulted? And I said, said, no, I wasn't assaulted. Why? And they said, you're bleeding. And I put my hand up and it didn't occur to me. I mean, it's hot in Florida, especially in the springtime and it's humid and I'm not used to humidity. And I was, as they say there, schwitzing to high heaven. I could feel the sweat pouring down my face. So I put my hand up to wipe my forehead, bring my hand down and it's covered in blood. Because apparently when that trunk door slammed back down, it thunked me in the head pretty darn hard and cut open my forehead. 
Now, it probably wasn't wise of them to clean me up and let me go take the yoga class, but I guess they got the sense that I kind of needed the class. So I got cleaned up and put a Band-Aid on it and went in and did the class. It was a beautiful yoga class, very grounding. And then I went back to the hospital where I had a fun story to share. I stayed overnight with Saul. So I woke up in the middle of the night and Saul was awake and he was looking right at me, completely lucid. I said, hi, Saul, can I get you anything? And he looked at me and he said, Kathy. I said, yes, it's me. It's Kathy. I'm here. And he said, I love you. And he squeezed my hand and smiled. Then he looked up over my shoulder toward the corner of the room. Now, when someone's looking at something and really looking at something, you can tell they're not just looking at a blank wall. He was looking at something or someone. He kind of furrowed his brow and shook his head. And he shook his head again. And he said, no, not now, not yet. Then his eyes kind of glazed a little, and he went back to sleep. We're all in such a hurry. We're in a hurry to grow up. We're in a hurry to go to work. We're in a hurry to get to the office. We're in a hurry to be in a relationship. We're in a hurry to make money. We're in such a fucking rush. And there's this point in time where things just slow down. They slow down, usually in moments of crisis or emergency, right? You hear stories of someone being in an accident and everything seeming like it's going in slow motion. That point where the veil is thin. That time when the experience of where you are now and wherever it is we get to go to next comes. And you kind of have your feet in both places. I didn't have that privilege with my father. He passed while I was in California and I hadn't seen him for several weeks and at the time that I saw him he was still mobile and alert but with Saul and now with my uncle Billy this experience of unknowing that they're seeing something what is it that they saw who do they see I'm not necessarily in a hurry to get there but there's something really comforting in the idea that when the time comes that that's the experience I might get to have. And it also really sets in play for me, especially having just had a birthday, that there's no rush. I get to have urgency and completion and goals and all of those things, sure. But there's a deliciousness to taking time. There's a savoring of every single step along the way that gets to happen also. I'm standing out on the deck to record this and looking up at a sliver of a crescent moon, the same stage of the moon as when my father passed. Different month for my father and my Uncle Billy, and also for Saul. But they all died around a new moon. One in March, one in April, and one in May. It's a time of new beginning. It's a time of exploration. And I'm going to savor every single minute. We did it again. Another episode of Talk Unleashed. It's so great to have you here. And you know what would be even more great? If you could scoot over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, maybe even Spotify, and leave a review. 
Over on Apple, you actually have the chance to say a little bit about the episode. Spotify, just throw some stars on there, hopefully five. It helps us get seen and helps ensure that this conversation and conversations like it keep getting heard by the people who need to hear them. So do us a favor, hop on over and leave a review. And in the category of saying awesome things about awesome people, huge thanks to my producer, John McClain and the team at Monster Sound and Picture. They are just the best. And if you've got ideas or questions or feedback, I read all the email that comes in. So feel free to toss a message to talkunleashed at gmail.com. That's talkunleashed at gmail.com. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, who you want to hear from, all the groovy stuff. And most of all, thank you. Thank you for listening, for being part of the conversation, and for keeping the conversation going. See you next week. Thank you.